Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Paxson for three! Yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! Let me step back and kiss myself! MVP time! Windy City Assassin does it again! We talked about it last week, and the Bulls are in the midst of a really tough stretch. First two games of that stretch didn't go great, I'd say. Back-to-back losses to start, and I think one of them was avoidable. We're going to dive all the way into it on this episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. I am your host, Nick Schultz, alongside my co-host, former Bulls bench Bob member in Tennessee, Vol CJ Watson. CJ, how we doing? Happy Halloween. We're recording this on Halloween. I know. Happy Halloween. I don't really celebrate it, but you know, everyone be safe out there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really either. As you see, the, the decorations around here are nothing. Right. Now, Christmas sweater season is coming. Right. I mean, there's a radio station in Chicago playing Christmas music uh, tomorrow, November 1st. Yeah. So I don't do that. But happy Halloween to everybody. Be safe trick-or-treating tonight. We've got some tricks and treats for you on the show today, but we got to tell you about our friends at Bet Online before we get started. Basketball is back and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf. One week from today, tomorrow, Tuesday, November 1st, there's one week until college basketball starts. That's my favorite time of year. Bet on all of that at BetOnline. Head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use your promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. Get that 50% welcome bonus at BetOnline. That's where the game starts. And we have an official t-shirt of the show, Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance. A lot of good stuff at shop.believe.com, but we have a t-shirt for the show. Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance election season is coming up fast. It's a campaign-style T-shirt if you want to start a conversation heading into November 8th, which is going to be a big day here in the state of Illinois. So back-to-back losses to start this stretch for the Bulls. Lost to the Spurs, 129-124. I tweeted this afterward. That felt avoidable. We'll talk about that in a second. Then second half of back-to-back, they played the Philadelphia 76ers. Final score of that one, the Sixers, 114. Bulls, 109. Nikola Vucevic looked great in that game. But last week on the show, on Friday's episode, we talked about this is not going to be easy, this little stretch the Bulls had. They got seven games over a really tight period of time, a bunch of back-to-backs. Not the best way to start. I mean, we saw good signs, but still, back-to-back losses, not great. Yeah, not great at all. You know, I think we just got to learn how to close out games down the stretch. Um, I think maybe if we get some stops, that'll give us some confidence on the offensive end. But, you know, when you really need a, need a stop and you can't get a stop, then that puts more added pressure on you on the offensive end. So, uh, the defense can pick it up a little bit. I think we can close those games out in the end. Yeah, and I mean, they're starting in a hole, it seems like. Yeah. You know, I see a lot of these double-digit deficits and having to come back, and they actually took a lead over Philadelphia before, you know, the cream rose to the top <clears throat> in a way, and Joel Embiid hit that dagger three. And I know the last two-minute report didn't say it. DeMar DeRozan got fouled in the last <laughs> 10, 15 seconds there. The last right. two-minute report said no. 
you, you've got to, you've got to be straight up. Right. And yeah. He wasn't he wasn't straight up, and they talked about it on the broadcast. But I mean, my attitude is you can't put yourself in a position to let the refs dictate the game. Sure. But I mean, they were also beat up. We'll talk about the injuries too. But you know, two straight losses in a stretch like this. How do you kind of bounce back from that? If you're in this tight window, a lot of games in a close period of time, what do you have to do to bounce back? Uh, you just take it one day at a time, you know, um, try to get healthy uh, is really the main key. Uh, try to get everyone back. And um, like I said, just trying to get one win at a time. That's that's the biggest thing in the NBA is you start with one. You, that builds your confidence, builds the, the bench's confidence, the starters and everybody and everyone else will be happy. You know, I talked about that Spurs game and the Spurs always scare me because I my exact quote was, I will never count out a Greg Popovich team. Right. And you saw what happened. This Spurs team, they're really young. What I think they're the youngest in the league. If not, they're second or third youngest, but I'm pretty sure they're like the number one youngest team. They looked really good, and we talked about it before we started recording. When Keldon Johnson's making every single three, they're really tough to beat. But a 129-124 game, that goes back to what I've been talking about, and you talked about a little bit at the start, the defense, that perimeter mm-hmm. defense, especially when a guy's torching you like Keldon Johnson. Yeah. And that's an area, that that's the type of games where that defensive issue is going to come to the forefront. And that's something they need to shore up going forward. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, they can't get the defense straight. You know, the offense will never, you know, um, be able to to pair itself. So um, stopping guards in this league is hard and tough, but you got to take on that challenge every night and uh, just try to try to make, try to make it tough on players like himself and the other superstar players they are going to come against every night and uh, just try to make it tough on them, like I said, and, and you know, hopefully they miss. <laughs> and there was a milestone in that Spurs game. DeMar DeRozan reached 20,000 points and, it was very appropriate that he did that in San Antonio with Pop on the other sideline. It was a really cool moment that Pop called timeout right yeah. after the bucket so they could honor him and everything. That was veteran move, classy move. On the broadcast, Adam Amin and Stacey King talked about how DeMar DeRozan is a future Hall of Famer mm-hmm. reaching 20,000 points. Because you think of some of the names that have done it. He's only the 50th player in the 76 years of the league to hit 20,000 points. Yeah, I mean, I think I agree with Adam and Stacey. Do you agree that DeMar DeRozan is a future Hall of Famer? For sure, yeah, I think so easily. Uh, you know, he's probably easily one of the best offensive players we have in this game, uh, footwork-wise. Uh, mid-range game, he still doesn't really f- fall out to the three-point line, uh, but he can make it here and there. But the mid-range game is just so it's so lethal. And like I said, he's he's done it in every stop. He's done it in Toronto, you know, San Antonio, and obviously Chicago now. And uh, to do it in San Antonio where a place he played and for a Hall of Fame coach like Pop, uh, you know, I'm sure – it's just uh, he felt great, you know, and is one on his bucket list. You know, as someone who likes the older school basketball, like I, I think back to the the older days of like even Larry Bird and Dr. J. Obviously, I mean, I'm a, I'm 24 years old. That was clearly mm-hmm. before my time. But <laughs> you know, I look at those highlights. I love that style where they're getting inside. It's not all about the three point game. I know the game now, pace yeah. and space, spread the floor, shoot the three. The fact that Demar Derozan is as dominant as he is for so long. And he's still perfecting the mid-range game. And yeah, he shoots the three now and again, but that's not the biggest part of his game. To me, I think that's really cool. And having him reach that milestone with his style of play in this day and age, it's just, I, I can't script a better story, honestly. Yeah, for sure. And it just shows you all the work he probably puts in in the gym in the summertime, you know, um, oh, early mornings. That. Yeah, early mornings, late at night, you know. And um, I'm sure that he is, you know, like I said, just a gym rat. And that's what that's what that comes from that, you know. Scoring 20,000 points doesn't come easy, especially against some of the best players in the world, best defenders in the world. He's going to see every night. So I mean, just a, just a, you know, applaud to him and all the effort that he's put in, the work he's put in day in and day out. And a lot of people probably counting him out, said he wasn't going to make it a long time, but you know, he's still here and still working. I just want to repeat that stat again. He is the 50th player 
in 76 years in the league. Now think of some of these players that have come through, like obviously Michael, LeBron, Larry, they're, they're all in that club. But think of some of these names that have gone through that didn't hit 20,000 points. Demar is number 50 in 76 years. Like that's just, that's amazing to me. And in that Spurs game too, there were a couple injuries. I would Mm -hmm. assume he took a knee to the head, which he was fine. He cleared concussion protocol and came back, but he missed the Sixers game with a chest bruise. Then Andre Drummond took a big, he took a big fall. He hurt his shoulder. They both missed that 76ers game. And I'm going to talk more about Andre Drummond here in a second. But injuries like that, when you got a back-to-back, and then you got another back-to-back coming, and then another back-to-back coming, <laughs> what do you do in that situation if you're on that team and you see guys getting hurt? Obviously, the mentality is next man up. But when yeah. that happens, how does that affect you in-game? Um, you know, it kind of takes the, the breath out of you. But like you said, next man up. Um, that's why we have a team of, you know, four, I don't know how many players on the team, 14, 12, 15, something like that. But <laughs> somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, every everyone has his chance to to be able to get on the court and show what they can do, what they've been working on and try to get into the rotation. Um, obviously, you don't want a player to get hurt, but uh, things happen. And this is a contact sport. So you got to, like you said, next man up and try to get the win for the team and fill in that void. And I think it helped too that Iowa and Andre Drummond, they, they came back, they were back in that game against San Antonio. And I still say that was that that felt like a winnable game. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't know. I don't know how else to put it. Like I tweeted it afterward. It, it felt avoidable because they had their opportunities, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I mean, DeMar put up 30 points. No Zach Levine, because it was first half of back to back. We we have talked at length about Zach Levine and back to backs with that mm-hmm. knee. And I, again, I keep teasing. I'm, I'm full of teases today. We got more on Zach Levine coming up because <laughs> there's a lot, there's a lot there. There's a lot of people. I told you before we start, I got to learn to stay out of Twitter mentions, but hmm. here I am. But that, that Spurs game opportunities like that. I don't know. Those are the games even early in the year. I feel like when you have those opportunities, you've got to, you've got to win. You've got to find a way to come through. Yeah, you do. Especially down the crunch. Like I said, crunch time, you got to find a way to get a stop uh, or get a score. Um, but most importantly, you got to try to find a way to get those wins on the world, on the road, especially against teams uh, that are not, you know, predicted predicted to be in the playoffs. But you got to get those wins and, and really help your team as a young team like we have in, uh, for, for their confidence. And I feel bad, too, because I keep talking. I want to look big picture. This is really early in the year. I think we're only, what, eight games into this thing? It's a long season. 82 mm-hmm. games is a really long season. But when games like this. When you're a borderline playoff team, because I keep saying they're they're that border there, six, seven seed, I think is where I could see them being once again. That seven seed is the play-in tournament. You want to avoid the play-in. Right. Games like that Spurs game, even early in the year, you've got to do it when it matters. And obviously later in the year is when it counts. But I don't I don't want them digging themselves into a hole. And I mean literally in games are digging themselves into a hole, but right. in the standings too, you don't want to lose some of these close games. Yeah, you definitely don't, because like I said, in the end of the year, um, like you said, in the big picture, those these games like this San Antonio game will come back to haunt them. Um, they could look back at this and say, hey, we could have won that game um, and maybe a few more. Um, but if you can dig yourself out of this hole now and get ahead in the standings, then that'll be better off in the end of the year. Let's talk about the early deficits, too, because, I mean, 19-point deficit against Boston. They came back yeah. with a 38-point swing. They won that game. That's not sustainable. Yeah, keep yeah, no. doing that. They can't keep digging themselves <laughs> into holes, especially against these top tier teams in the East. It's the old saying, it's cliche, it's coach speak. The cream rises to the top. You saw that in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. right. where I guess Philadelphia mm-hmm. was in Chicago, but you get my point. Against Philadelphia, the cream rose to the top there. You saw, I mean, the Bulls weren't at full strength. Zach Levine is not at 100%. I don't think that's a stretch to say that. I don't think, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to try and diagnose him, but he's right. even said he's not as explosive. Mm-hmm. So early deficits like this, 
how do you fix that? Like, how do you not dig yourself into a hole in these games? Um, you just try to get off to a quick start. Um, got to bring the energy. Um, but like you said, they cannot uh, get down, you know, 19 points, 20 points, uh, especially against good teams and think they're going to be able to come back regardless if you're at home or away. Um, when you're at home, obviously you have a little more energy. The fans are there rooting for you, trying to get you back in the game. But every time they're not going to get you back in the game. <laughs> you got to find a way to to bring the energy, uh, bring the consistency offensively and defensively to to really either stay stay level with these teams or at least get the lead. Yeah, and there were there was another game there, and it wasn't the Spurs game. I forget what it was when they they gave it looked like they were going to lose it, yeah. and then the, we talked that was the game last week. The bench came through, they fought right. it off, they won the game. But I don't I don't like these stretches like that, and I'm not going to blame coaching. I'm not going to blame the players. This is just this could just be early mm-hmm. in the season. I mean we're we're not even ten games into an 82 game season. Maybe this is just getting back in the groove, and the schedule hasn't been friendly. That doesn't help. Yeah, yeah, it might be team chemistry, you know, a little bit of everything, conditioning, um, you know, guys trying to work their way back into shape um, and getting their legs underneath them. So it could be a, a, a mixture of a whole bunch of things. But right now we just got to find the team chemistry and try to find a way to win. Now, that's something Stacy says on the broadcast too. talking about the schedule is that maybe the, the something happened with the schedulers because this is mm-hmm. they've had, the Bulls have had a lot of back to backs for a league that's yeah. trying to cut down on back to backs. And the, it eases up when you look ahead in the schedule, they'll have a couple days in between games. It'll balance out. It's just a brutal start. It doesn't help that your best player is off to a slow start and clearly isn't 100%. Zach Levine's not finishing at the rim like he wants to. He's said that. Mm-hmm. You know, that Philadelphia game, if he plays what he's capable of, they win that game. I mean, it was a five-point game. Booch played well. DeRozan played well. What do we make of Zach Levine's slow start to the year here? I'm not ready to go in panic mode like I was <laughs> last week. Not ready to do that again. All right. But, I mean, I just think this is just something you have to look at here. We're not 10 games in and can he shake this? Can he get back to 100%? What do you make of everything? I think he can definitely can get back to 100%. Like I said, it's just, um, you know, the the way the scheduling goes, um, getting more practices under his belt also, and probably conditioning too. Um, um, just like I said, just getting his legs underneath him. That, that comes with confidence. It comes with making shots and also winning. And if they win some games, then his confidence might be a little higher. You know, and everyone points to, and I pointed to the number last week, 200 million. You're paying him 200 million. Why is he not coming through? Well, it doesn't matter how much you're paying him. He's not at hundred percent, but that's an investment you make with his potential. I think yeah. So I'm, I'm sick and tired of hearing people throw mm-hmm. out the number that your highest paid player didn't play well against the, one of the best teams in the division. And you lost the game. Like I'm, I'm tired of hearing about the contract. Like yeah. he, he, they paid him what they paid him. He's clearly your top player. You're invested in him. He was here through the dark years of the rebuild. He was here through Jim Boylan, whose second straight episode I brought up Jim Boylan. I swore I wouldn't do that. He, <laughs> he was here through those years. Now he's here, here. Quit talking about Zach Levine's contract already. Yeah. Just focus on the play. Yeah, that's all you can do. Um, I mean, people are always going to talk about the money, um, obviously, because people can see that, how much money players make. So um, they always compare that to their to their play. So um, I think just for him, like I said, it's just getting his confidence back, um, getting, getting back in the rhythm and the group of things. Then also just to get the team chemistry with his uh, teammates, hopefully through practices and, but more so through games and um, finding his rhythm. Well, and this is one of those things too. And this is the disclaimer I'm putting on every single show. I think the bulls are obviously not at hundred percent. Cause I don't know if you've heard Lonzo ball is hurt. Mm-hmm. So they're not at hundred percent here. So you get that the big three right now, your big three, Vucevic, right. DeRozan, Levine, they've got to play at a high level against these top teams. So the fact that one of those guys, Levine, didn't light it up necessarily, didn't play like his usual game. That's why they lose that game. Mm -hmm. And I know you can't necessarily count on all three of those guys having lights out games at the same time. You cannot put all your eggs in that basket. 
right. especially when you're shorthanded with Dasumu and Drummond out. I think to me, those guys have a little extra pressure on them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're the top uh, paid players and the the best players on the team. So for sure, they have a lot more pressure on them to to win games and execute down the stretch and execute every game. Um, but I think uh, that's where the next man mentality comes up. If someone's not playing well, uh, someone off the bench comes along and plays well, brings some energy, or someone in the starting five who doesn't normally get a lot of shots, find some way to get some offensive rebounds, get some extra tip-ins, get to the free throw line, um, score in transition, things of that nature. And one of those guys coming off the bench and playing really well is Andre Drummond. The stat line against the Spurs, he came off the bench. 22 mm -hmm. minutes, 17 points, 14 rebounds. Those are starter numbers off the bench. Sure. I really like what I'm seeing out of Andre Drummond. Like, I knew this was a good signing from a depth standpoint. Wasn't mm -hmm. quite sure, you know, we talked about this too last week. Okay, he's been a starter in the league coming off the bench. Is there going to be a, an adjustment there? I don't see any. I think he's playing a really good role on this team. I think our tourist current show has pulled a rabbit out of his hat. I know it's early to say that, but so yeah. far, even missing the 76ers game, he has been a great addition to this group. Yeah, when you, when you can get a veteran like him and a starter um, in this league to come off the bench and play against another uh, bench player, uh, I'm going to put my my bet you know, on that starter. Um, I'm coming in and being productive and playing well, and he's just doing what I'm doing his job, scoring, rebounding, defending the rim, um, setting picks, rolling. Um, I haven't watched many of their games, but I don't know if he's shooting me threes yet. Um, I saw he's last shot a year. Yeah, he's shot a couple. He's improving his range, so he's definitely in, uh, in you know, um, getting his range out there. So I think that's good for him just to always, you know, um, just get better. And that, that's what he's doing. As a former bench mobber, what is that like having a guy who started in the league, has the experience starting, then it's coming off the bench and bringing that veteran presence. What does that do for that bench group? Um, just gives them stability. They know there's someone there in that, in that role who can kind of calm them down when they need to be calmed down, but also you're just going to get production. He's going to be consistent every night. You know what you're going to get out of him. Um, and you know that he's going to be there every night for you whenever you need him. And he's efficient, too. The efficiency is yeah. amazing. And having that come off the bench, I, he's not going to start on this team. I mean, yeah, yeah. The, the days of two bigs, I feel like, hmm. are going way in the double. Long gone, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I would <laughs> like to see that. Don't get me wrong. I would love to see Vucevic and Drummond in the starting lineup. That's not where the league is going. We talk again, right. the, the pace and space, stretch the floor, any guys who can shoot the three. But mm -hmm. I think having that platoon there of Vucevic, who is a really good offensive player and can shoot the three, then you change the style and you go with a guy who can crash the board, who's right. not known as a shot blocker. He's still blocking shots and Andre Drummond. Oh, and he can score in volume. Right. To me, that's a really good <clears throat> recipe for success. It's just a matter of getting the rest of the guys playing at that level too. But I think maybe they can even feed off the energy that Andre Drummond brings in some of these close games as the season goes along. Yeah, for sure. I think that energy he brings off the bench is uh, it's infectious. You know, every every team needs it, um, especially a young team like ours that to have these young guys come in and play with high energy every night, even on back to backs. If you just come with the energy, that can solve a lot of your a lot of your issues. Um, and that's the big thing with uh, that play, young players may not know uh, or understand that just coming out with the energy and being being talking, uh, being everywhere on the court that just that just makes up for a lot of things. And. We talked about the stretch last week. We made our predictions. I said maybe five and two. Well, they're already 0 and two. So they got to they got to win the next five games for my prediction to be right. And I'm, I'm kind of chalking it off right now because that Spurs <laughs> loss, man, that put a bad taste in my mouth. But, you know, back to backs like this, we kind of talk, I talked about it a little bit. I want to talk about it a little more when you're going in here, you're bouncing back. You know what the schedule has in front of you. If you're Billy Donovan and you're in that locker room and you lost these two games and they were both five-point games, single-digit losses, what's your message to that team? 
those games are winnable games. We just got to learn how to execute down the stretch. Um, we got to get some stops to help our offense. And I feel like once you get stops, that's going to give our offense offense more confidence. And uh, this game coming up Tuesday is a winnable game. Brooklyn's struggling. Um, and you want to play, and it's a TV game. Like when we were playing, when I was playing, uh, I feel like it was so long ago. <laughs> when I was playing, uh, we would always get up for these TV games because, you know, you know, not have a lot of TV games on the schedule. But when you do, you're always playing against other great players and great teams and you want to perform because, you know, everyone's watching. So um, that's the, that's another additive incentive for them to come out and win this game, especially at home. And we talk about Brooklyn struggling like we kind of put that as, oh, they're struggling. When we say they're struggling, they're one in five going right. into play on Monday and they're going to be on the second half of a back to back. Right. The Bulls play them Tuesday night because Brooklyn's got Indiana tonight. We're recording this on Monday. That's tonight. So they're on the second half of a back-to-back, and they're struggling at one and five. This feels like an opportunity. I mean, that Spurs game was an opportunity too, but this feels like a chance to, okay, you beat in Boston. You beat right. Miami. If you can beat Brooklyn, and I know the record is the old thing in football. You are what your record says you are. Yeah, they yeah. still got Kevin Durant. They still got Kyrie Irving. Yes, they, they have Ben Simmons too, but I'm not going to talk about Ben Simmons. <laughs> but they've got dudes. Yeah. You can do this on that type of stage. I think you I think you get fired up for this game, like you said. Yeah, you definitely you have to get fired up. I and mean, like I said, this is a winnable game. And the last two losses were also winnable, but just got to learn how to execute down the stretch. And I'm sure if this game is close down the stretch, um, it's going to be, you know, who's going to execute the best and more efficient. So hopefully the Bulls can do that on Tuesday night. And the fact that even if they were five and one, I'd say this game's an opportunity with that back-to-back in there. And for the Bulls, they're going to be that team that the other team's thinking it's an opportunity because they've got the second half of another back-to-back right. on Wednesday against Charlotte. And yeah. Charlotte, to me, I mean, that t- they've got some injuries. There's still a solid group. I don't think LaMelo Ball is back for them, which kind of, that, that bodes well. But, yeah. I mean, that just adds to it. Then you've got Boston again, Toronto, Toronto. Then things will lighten up a little bit. New Orleans is in there, Orlando. So you've got about a week in here that it's yeah. going to be up and down, but I think you just got to stay the course. And like you said, if you get an opportunity, you've got to take it. San Antonio, you had your opportunities to win that game. Right. And you didn't, you've got to get over that hump. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like it only starts with one win, you know, once they get that one win, especially at home, they can go on the road and hopefully that'll carry over um, to, to Charlotte and then they can get two in a row. And then if you get two in a row, you know, keep going to three and four and so on. <laughs> Absolutely. And we keep, again, I, I want to say it again. Big picture is what I'm looking at. Yes, you were only seven, eight games into this thing. Right. Get yourself in get yourself in position to be in position. Because last year they right. made the playoffs because they were the number one seed until Lonzo went down in January and things kind of went downhill. But get yourself in a good position so you have that margin of error. And right now you got all the margin of error in the world because you're only eight games in. But right, yeah. I don't, I don't want to see them get too far down in those standings. And I told you, I wasn't going to look at the standings seriously <laughs> yet. I don't want to start standings watching it. Oh, wow. The bulls are three and four. They're the 10 seed at the season ended today. They're seven games. in. I don't care right. what seed they are right now, especially when Milwaukee's five and one and Cleveland's five, and, five and one. Like <laughs> I'm not going to even think about that. Right. But don't be down where Brooklyn and Orlando are one and five and one and six. Just keep yourself in the middle there. That way you can put yourself in position. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You always want to be in position to, to either hopefully, you know, if they do have to make a trade that can help them even more, push them over the hump. Um, but if not, you know, stick with this team and and just ride it out. But you got to put yourself in position, just like you said, to to be in that in that conversation to even, you know, but you got to win games at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. And win games and execute down the stretch. I think that's the biggest thing. It's the old joke in college basketball, because I'm starting to get in college basketball mode. I'm excited. You want to put yourself mm-hmm. in position to be in position. 
That's yeah. what I feel like at least the first third of the season is in position to be in position, then put yourself in position and you can go from there. I think you can kind of break it down that way. Maybe that's an oversimplification. That's something we can talk about on Thursday <laughs> or Friday too, <laughs> but there, there's ways to look at this, especially when you've got a team who's on this borderline last right. year. I was, I was gung ho. This a playoff team, playoff team. Now I'm like, well, maybe not. Maybe they're going to fall into the play in. Cause you've got these other teams playing at such a high level and yeah. you never know what's going to happen with some of these trades. Like, you know, maybe the Lakers are going to throw a bag for Miles Turner, who basically asked the Lakers to trade for him. Oh, by the way, the Lakers won a game. What'd you think? All right. <laughs> What'd you about think of time, that? Yeah, they're finally <laughs> on the and again the win column. <laughs> yeah, it is about time. And you know, all the stuff about Russ and everything. They won a game. Okay, everything's right. fine. No, every, right. everything's not fine. Maybe they're going to throw Indiana all the draft capital in the world, and right. maybe some of these teams will. You know, maybe they'll make some moves. But the fact that Philadelphia is down there three and four and. The Knicks are three and three. Atlanta is four and two. Atlanta is one of those teams. I think they're going to be a really good group this year. I just really yeah. like what DeJounte Murray brings with Trey Young's skill set. Yeah. I think the two of them together, that's a lethal combination. Yeah, they're going to be a tough out, especially the way Trey Young is shooting the ball, the way DeJounte Murray is getting to the basket and finishing. Um, I like their whole team. And uh, they're going to be a tough out, whoever gets, it, whoever gets them in the playoffs. I mean, even if it was just Trey on that team, I feel like we'd be talking about them being a tough out. But then you add in a guy like DeJounte, who was on that Spurs team that beat the Bulls the other night. Imagine if they had DeJounte Murray in that game. This right. this conversation is completely different. Yeah, I feel yeah. like they're I, I feel like, and I know a couple Spurs fans from work at on three, they live in San Antonio. They were not happy the Spurs won that game. They wanted to lose. <laughs> they wanted to tank right. for Wem and Yama. Tank, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they're tanking. That's what I'm talking about with the Bears, too. That's a conversation I've had with a few yeah. people is tank, tank, tank. And I'm I'm glad we're not talking about the Bulls tanking because I hated doing that. I hated sitting yeah. here saying the Bulls need to tank for lottery odds and now I don't know what their situation is with the draft pick next year. I don't, as of right now, I don't think they have a draft pick, so we don't even have to worry about that. Right. I just worry about winning games right now, and that's what I want them to do against Brooklyn and Charlotte these next two days. We'll reconvene here on Thursday for Friday's episode, and hopefully we're talking about a couple better games because we talk about the, the my word is opportunities. Right. Two games, two good opportunities this week. Make the most of it. Yeah, I'm ho hopefully they learn from their uh, last two games, you know, and make make the most of these missed opportunities and uh, just try to get these wins. But like I said, just just one win at a time it starts with on Tuesday and they can get that one and build for the next game. Yeah, and that's the best way to put it. One win at a time. It's cliche. It's coach speak, but yeah. it's, it's, it's what you have to do right. in a stretch like this. And we're going to come back here on Thursday for Friday's episode. We'll recap those games. We're going to look again. I, I want to keep looking big picture because I feel like we're at that point. We just need to look long-term, and I'm going to keep throwing the disclaimer out there. Lonzo Ball is not back. This team is not at 100%. So far, they've shown some good signs. I just want to see a little bit more. That way, we feel a little bit more comfortable when Lonzo comes back. So we'll be back here. Another episode dropping on Friday. It's a wrap for today's episode of Believe in Bulls on the Believe Network, presented to you, as always, by our friends at Bet Online. Use that promo code, a 50% welcome bonus. That's really good with NBA in full swing, NFL, college hoops. You've got a lot at Bet online to bet on if you want. Also, don't forget to buy our shirt, Jordan Pippen 98. There's a lot of good stuff at shop.believe.com as well. CJ, another fun episode. We're going to do this again later in the week. And again, we're going to recap two more games. We got three more coming up after that. We got a lot of fun coming up. It's going to be a big week for the Bulls. I can feel it. It will be. It's going to be a big <laughs> week and with a, with a big stage, no less. We'll see everybody right. back here on Friday. Don't forget to subscribe to Apple, Spotify. We're on YouTube now on the Believe YouTube channel. That's where, if you're watching us on the Believe YouTube channel right now, we're here every show. We've got a lot more fun coming up. So thank you, everybody, for listening. See you back here on Friday. Appreciate it. Thanks.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.